ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اعاذنا الله مني واياكم من عذاب النار عباد الله اوصيكم ونفسي اولا بتقوى الله تعالى وطاعته my respected brothers and sisters in islam one of the distinctive features of our religion islam is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described us in the Quran as the best nation, as the best of people. Allah says, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ Which means, you are the best of people ever raised for mankind. You enjoin what is right and forbid what is wrong. And you believe in Allah. As mentioned in Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 110. About Allah, being best of all people is conditional in the principles that mention in the ayah. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahmatullahi alayhi mentioned clearly that you are the best of people only if you enjoin what is right and forbid what is evil. Then you are the best. In other words, if you do not do this too, then you are not the best. Therefore, this feature, being the best of mankind, is not just open. There is a condition that we must enjoy these two characters. That means we are enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil. And if we do not do that, we will be no longer worthy of this praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, we'll deserve his punishment and be doomed for destruction. My khutbah bi-ithnillahi ta'ala will be about hisbah. Hisbah has been defined by the scholars as the enjoining of a good that has been evidently abandoned and the forbidding of an evil that is openly practiced. And that is hisbah. It is enjoining a good that has been evidently abandoned and forbidding of an evil that is openly practiced. So my khutbah today, bi-ithnillahi ta'ala, will focus upon hisbah on a personal and individual level. And bi-ithnillahi ta'ala, in my next one, will be focused on hisbah on family 
on a community level. Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, mentioned that the Quran and the Sunnah and ijma'ul ulama, the consensus of the ummah and the scholars, are in agreement that enjoining good and forbidding evil is an Islamic obligation, is a wajib, is a compulsory. It is not a choice, as many Muslims tend to regard this serious matter as a matter of choice of an individual where he can do when he thinks he can or he can stop doing when he thinks he can't. But you have to understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. وَلْتَكُنْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَيْكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ let there arise out of you a band of people inviting to all what is good, enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong. Indeed, these are the successful ones. In Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 104, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also telling us in the Quran the consequences of abandoning this duty, of enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong. Allah says, لُعِنَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى لِسَانِ وَعِيسَ بْنِ مَرْيَمْ ذَلِكَ بِمَا عَصَوْا وَكَانُوا يَعْتَدُونَ كَانُوا لَا يَتَنَاهَوْنَ عَمْ مُنْكَرٍ فَعَلُوهُ لَبِيسَ مَا كَانُوا يَفْعَلُونَ لُعِنَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ Those among the children of Israel who disbelieved were caused by the tongue of Dawood and Isa bin Maryam. Why? That was because they disobeyed Allah and they were tra even transgressing beyond bounds. And what they were doing? They used not to forbid one another from the munkar, the wrongdoing, the evil doing which they committed. Vile indeed what they used to do. Allah mentioned this in Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah number 78 and 79, that this Banu Israel and the people of Isa ibn Maryam, when they used to see a munkar, they ignore, they don't, they don't do anything. And because of that, they were caused, they were caused by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of leaving this important duty of enjoining what is good and forbidding what is wrong. Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, again explain about the hisbah. He says, hisbah is a great issue which lies at the heart of all martyrs. If evil practiced is practiced openly, Allah's punishment will be visited upon the pious and the wicked, all of them. Regardless whether the pious among them, whether the wicked, when the Allah's punishment comes, it will cover each and everyone. And if they fail to forbid the sinners to do evil, Allah will make punishment spread to include all the people. Ibad Allah, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mentioned in the hadith, again, man ra'a minkum munkaran falyughayiruhu biyadih, fa'in lam yastatu' fabilisanih, فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ وَذَلِكَ أَضْعَفُ الْإِيمَانِ Which means, whoever sees an evil being practiced must change with his own hand. If he cannot do so, then with his tongue. 
If you still cannot do so, then within heart, which is the weakest form of Iman, the weakest form of faith that you are hating it, but because you are unable to do anything. As mentioned in the hadith of Bukhari and Muslim, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has prescribed three rungs of forbidding a munkar. First one, to, dis- to prevent and discourage it by force, if you can be able to do it, if you have that authority. If you couldn't, then by preaching by tongue, by explaining to that person whatever he is doing is not correct. If it would be that possible, then someone should condemn that wrong in the heart. And this is the lowest rank of Iman. Allah, we should start practicing Al-Amru Bil-Ma'roof Wa-Nahi'anil-Munkur We need to start with ourselves. First and foremost, we need to start with our own self. Hisba master from the personal level. As Allah mentioned in the Quran, بَلِ الْإِنسَانُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ بَصِيرَةِ وَلَوْ أَلْقَى مَعَذِيرَةِ Now, man will be a witness against himself. As his body parts, also skin, hands and legs, etc. will speak about his deeds on the day of judgment. Every limb you have will witness to you or against you on the day of judgment. So that's why the hisbah must start upon yourself. بَلِ الْإِنسَانُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ بَصِيرًا وَلَوْ أَلْقَى مَعَادِرًا He may put forth his excuses to cover all of his evil deeds. But on the day of judgment, all the limbs will speak or will witness and will give evidence to prove that you have committed that evil or that sin. So, why we need to start with hisbah with ourselves? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says again in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, lima taquluna ma la taf'aloon, kabura maqtan indallahi an taquluu ma la taf'aloon. O you who believe, why do you say that which you do not do? Most hateful is with Allah that you say that which you do not do. This ayah in Surah Al-Saf, ayah number two and number three. O you who believe this message to the believers, why do you say that which you do not do? لِمَا تَقُولُونَ مَا لَا So the best person who knows himself is his self. The best person who knows himself is his self. Whether we do the things in secret or we do them in public, it is us we know ourselves. Whether they are apparent or whether they are made of the heart, we know ourselves. So, we must start with ourselves performing the hisbah, al-amru bil-ma'roof wa-nahyun al-munkar. Just last week, I was talking to my students and asked them a key question, how do they find themselves in terms of their religious commitment to Islam? Alhamdulillah, our students were very honest, and they say that we have areas in our religion that requires improvement. We are weak. So, if you cannot be able to perform his by yourself, then who else will be performing his upon yourself for the matters which only you know yourself better? And that's why it is very important for each and every one of us to make sure that we perform this duty upon ourselves and then we'll be able to improve. In Islam, Ikhwan and Ikhwati, it is not appropriate, though acceptable, I repeat, it is not appropriate 
though acceptable to conduct hisbah on others while we forget ourselves. Because Allah says again in the Quran, أَتَامُرُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبِرُّ وَتَنْسَوْنَ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ تَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Do you order righteousness of the people and forget to practice yourselves while you recite the scripture? Have you then no sense? أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ This ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 44. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahmatullahi alayhi rahmatan wasi'ah, when explaining about this ayah, he mentioned that it does not mean that they are criticized for enjoining righteousness when themselves do not do it. Rather, they are criticized for failing to do it. That's why they are criticized. That and Ibn Uthaymin, rahmatullahi alayhi, also explained part of the manner of enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil is that one should be the first to obey the commands and the first to avoid what is forbidden. One must be the first to obey the command and the first to avoid what is forbidden. And that is hisbah on a personal level. Something that was whosoever does not act upon a matter has no right to call others to it. For instance, for instance the person maybe drinks alcohol. That means he should not advise others to avoid alcohol. It is incorrect to take this meaning of this ayah. But it means that the act which you did not do, actually did not say I exercise it. For example, if you're not performing Salat al-Fajr in Jama'ah in the masjid, and then you go about and about and say, I did practice how I pray Jama'ah in the masjid, which you didn't. That's what it means. And also, someone who says that, he performed the Hajj, the pilgrimage, for example, but in fact he didn't. So that means that person is the one who is criticized by this ayah. And also, when you advise others, you should act upon accordingly. It doesn't mean that you do not fulfill as you do instruct others to do so. For example, someone has not memorized the Quran, but also he encouraged someone, maybe his son, to work hard to memorize the Quran, for example, to become an hafiz. So this one is acceptable because even though you cannot do it, but you encourage someone else to do it. So we can guide others, but we have to exert ourselves utmost effort to fulfill the promise as we are required. About Allah, it was narrated that Usama bin Zaid ibn al-Harith radiyallahu anhumah, may Allah be pleased with them, him and his father. سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول يؤتى بالرجل يوم القيامة فيلقى في النار فتندلق أقتاب بطنه فيدور بها كما يدور الحمار في الرحى فيجتمع إليه أهل النار فيقولون يا فلان ما لك ألم تكن تأمر بالمعروف وتنهى عن المنكر فيقول بلى كنت آمر بالمعروف ولا آتيه Amen. This is hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as narrated by Usama bin Zayd. A man will be brought on the day of judgment and will be thrown into the hellfire, into Jahannam. So his intestines will spill forth in the fire and he will go around with them as a donkey go around the millstone. And the people of the hellfire 
will gather around him and will ask him, Oh, so and so, yeah, Fulan, what is the matter with you? Did you not enjoy us to do what is good and forbid us to do what is evil? He will say, yes, but I used to enjoy good and not do it. And I used to forbid an evil and myself I was doing it. It's narrated by Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim. This conversation will happen in the hellfire in Jahannam. Between both of them, they are in Jahannam. Those who are asking for the ma'roof, for the good, and those who are not forbidding it. What we are learning from this hadith, that this is a serious matter. If you are commanding someone for something which you are not doing it, and then you might find yourself among those people, and then they will be surprised what happened to this person, what happened to this individual who used to come and tell us, and then himself is doing what is not, not right as well. So, Ibadullah, we have Muslim brothers and Muslim sisters who used to forward the message of khair, especially in the fitna of today in the mobile phones, commanding Muslims to pray, but themselves they do not pray. Commanding them to give to charity, but themselves they do not give to charity. So, why we are doing this and then at the same time we don't understand that ayat amuruna an-nasa bil-birri wa tansawna anfusakum wa antum tatluna al-kitab afala ta'qilun Ibadullah enjoying what is right and forbidding what is wrong is one of the prominent symbols of Islam it's an obligation as i mentioned earlier and is not waived in case of person who falls short or fails to do some obligatory duties or commits some sins. It's not waived. Because if we leave this obligation, what happened to the people of Isa ibn Maryam and the Bani Israel, the Jews, will happen to us. Alhamdulillah. Allah created us human beings. Allah created us as human beings and not malaika, not angels. Angels never commit marcia. But we humans, we will commit marcia. And that is how we are, because we are not perfect. But we cannot accept also to be perfect. The only example of perfection we should look for ourselves is that our human perfection. And human perfection is this, that you will make mistakes, you will make errors. So you must understand, when you make any errors, even if yourself, we need to go back to Allah for forgiveness. We need to do a hisbah upon ourselves, and then we must make sure that we do something which is better than what we're doing, insha'Allah. Qulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sayri al-muslimina min kulli dhamb innahu huwa al-ghafur al-wuhim wa huwa al-barr al-kareem. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah al-wahid al-qahhar. الذي اختصنا بمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم المصطفى المختار ثم اصطفى لرسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم صحابته الأطهار وشهد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إباد الله one of the sad reality in our community that we have neglected this important duty because many of us 
witness his vices, witness his monkor, witness his evil deed being committed, and sometimes if it's in front of our eyes, but we do not do anything. We just stand aside and look as if it doesn't concern us. We should be aware that this is an obligation upon every Muslim to exercise hisbah. If we do not do it, what happened to the people of Dawood and Isa bin Maryam, as mentioned in the Quran, I repeat this, will be happening to us. We keep on gossiping about this monkul. We become a forwarding to others in our mobile phone. We need to backbiting, which is leading to another munkur itself. Instead of tackling or instead of addressing the munkur which is already existing. We have Muslims, Ikhwan and Ikhwati, who are happy today with their sins. They are very happy. They are ha very happy with their bad lifestyle, the way they are living. They are happy. That means they are enjoying committing munkur. If someone is happy when doing sin, that means he's enjoying committing what is a munkur. Yet we stand aside and do nothing. But I want everyone to listen to the advice of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to the great Sahabi, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, radiyallahu anhu, who went to him one day and told the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Awsini, give me advice. Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, asking the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Awsini, give me advice. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, إِذَا عَمِلْتَ سَيِّئَةً فَأَتْبِعْهَا حَسَنَةً تَمْحُهَا إِذَا عَمِلْتَ سَيِّئَةً فَأَتْبِعْهَا حَسَنَةً تَمْحُهَا قِيلَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ أَمِنَ الْحَسَنَاتِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ قَالَ هِيَ أَفْضَلُ الْحَسَنَاتِ أخرجه أحمد This hadith, when Abu Dhar al-Ghifari went to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you can see how Sahaba al-Kiram, how Sahaba al-Kiram, they were very conscious about asking so many important issues before Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He went there asking for nasiha, advice. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, if you are intentionally committed a sin, any sin, because the word used sayyatan, sayyatan in Arabic is nakira. That means anything. Ida amilta sayyatan fa'atbi'aha hasana. Immediately follow it up with a good deed. And good dimension in hasana, again, is nakira. Any good deed, it will wipe it out. In Arabic, when they use the words amilta, wa fa'alta, is a bit of meaning. If you do something fa'alta, either you done it intentionally, or unintentionally. But you use the word amilta. amilta. That means you know that what I'm doing is sin. That means you have done that intentionally. amilta sayyatan If you don't that even intentionally. But just follow it up with a good straight away. Immediately follow up with a good deed. You don't need to wait. And once the word good did mention. Those who are with the company or the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at the time, one of them asked the messenger, Amin al-hasanati la ilaha illallah. Is it among the good deeds saying la ilaha illallah? And the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, Hiya afdalul hasanat. That is the best 
that in the base of the good deed, La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah has an effect in our heart because that is the message of Tawheed. So if you do something bad and you know that this is something bad, the first thing they think in the Sahaba at the time, La ilaha is what is a good deed which you can use. They thought about La ilaha illallah in the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told them, That's the best deed. About Allah, we need to note, if you commit a munkar or a sin, you are influenced by something for you to commit a munkar. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not command you to commit a munkar. In Allah, la ya'muru bil fahsha. They didn't command you to commit a munkar. But there is a driving force within your soul or within your heart that made you to commit a munkar. So, do you understand what the wisdom of la ilaha illallah? Because if you say la ilaha illallah, it reminds you about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It reminds you about the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It reminds you about the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It reminds you about the rewards of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the more you repeat that, it will drive away from what you're doing a munkar and then to do something which is better. And because that is the best deed. If only it come from the bottom of your heart. About Allah, we cannot guide anyone, but we should do our best to perform correctly the duty of commanding, commanding good and also forbidding evil. And first and foremost upon ourselves. Muslims should not neglect such an important obligation such as his upon himself or herself despite the difficulty or there are harm that may entail. We understand that may be hard and difficult, but you should understand at the same time that is an obligation and that is a duty which you need to perform. And also, we should not turn to the mass of the Muslims who have virtually abandoned this obligation and take them as an example, an excuse of not discharging this duty. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the Quran again, وَإِن تُطْنَ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُذِلُّوكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيَ تُفَلَّ the common run of those in the earth, they would have laid you away from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-An'am, ayah number 116. So my sincere nasiha, my sincere advice to my brothers and sisters, we must be conscious about this important obligation of hisbah, which is enjoining what is good and forbidding what is wrong. And we ask Allah to grant us tawfiq towards fulfilling that goal, insha'Allah. Ibad Allah, inna Allah ya'murkum bi amrin badabi bi nafsi wa thanna bi malaikati wa thalathakum faqal inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi ya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وضل اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبو بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن الصحابة أجمعين والتابعين من تبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين اللهم ربنا أرنا الحق حقا وزقنا اتباعه أرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه وارزقنا النظر إلى وجهك الكريم اللهم ربنا نسألك الهدى وطريق الرشاد ونهدينا إلى كاملة الإيمان إن شاء الله يا رب العالمين we also ask my Muslim brothers and sisters to make dua to our Muslims who are suffering in so many parts of the world today. 
There are Muslims in China who have been suffered. There are Muslim Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. They are suffering. There are Muslims and there are so many issues of course and the Muslim all over the world. So as Muslims, we are all one Ummah, one nation. So we have to feel about our Muslims, brothers in Palestine, in Syria, in Iraq, in many parts of the world where Muslims are in difficult times. We have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have them relieve their difficulties, insha'Allah.